everyone, welcome back to another episode of Let's Have a Moment. I cannot believe that we're in December. I am a little bit shook about it. Like I was thinking about the past year and 2022 was both really slow and really fast. I don't really know how to explain it, but like I don't, I think I lost concept of time. Okay. I think like, I feel like a few weeks ago it was April and then a few weeks before that it was like January and now we're in December this month is gonna fly like the holidays typically do and then it's my birthday and I'm 27 what 27 years old I don't even know how to conceptualize that to be honest with you um in the last episode or maybe before that I don't remember but I talked about my anxiety and the anxiety that I have going into the new year I think it's really normal and I definitely don't think I'm the only one. When I think about turning 27, I try not to get in my head too much about it. I just thought my life at 27 would be so different than what where it is, you know? And it's not to say that I'm not happy with where I am. I'm very happy with where I am. And to be honest with you, I could have never predicted that my life would be going in this trajectory. So I am very happy with where my life is headed. I definitely feel like I am manifesting things a lot easier than I did in the past. But it is to say that like I I think life is just a little crazy and the things that happen to you can sometimes just throw you for a loop and then just make you really break ties with what you thought you would be and I think that's what I'm working through going into 2023 is just like breaking away from what I thought my life was supposed to look like and recognizing that not everybody has it figured out and not everybody has their shit together and not everybody knows what they're doing and we just kind of find a way to make it work so I think in the year of 2023 I'm gonna practice releasing what I think life should look like and embrace what life presents itself to be as it presents itself you know um and that's and that's um that's a big step in the right direction for somebody like me because I I tend to be a little bit controlling and I tend to not not controlling of other people but I do like controlling myself and the outcome um for me needs to be a bit predictable because that's where I'm comfortable. But I am working through releasing that and allowing the universe to kind of guide me in the right direction because my intuition in the universe has guided me in the right direction so far. Does that make sense? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I am very excited for the holidays. I feel like I am the closest to my family than ever. Like I've never been this close to them. We've never gotten along this well I feel like we all like and I'm talking about my immediate family so I have two older sisters and I have my parents and they are still together so the five of us are we're very close but we the five of us have gone through a lot like over the years like since childhood like the five of us have really endured a lot you know and me and my sister specifically, we've gone through so many like personality shifts and career changes and relationship changes. 
and amongst each other we are the closest we've ever been and I think that I have to thank uh, the universe for that because I would not be as close to them if I were the same person I was a year ago or two years ago and I think that if you're on your healing journey or if you're just kind of settling into a new life that you're not yet used to um recognize that these changes are necessary for you to build the valuable relationships in your life as you grow and as you evolve you'll release people that no longer serve you but you'll embrace the people that do and sometimes that means kind of embracing the changes that you are involuntarily going through Anyway, um, we're going to jump right into the dilemmas for this week. And uh, before I get into it, you guys can definitely leave a review. It would mean so much to me. Every time you guys leave a review, um, the SEO for the podcast kind of boosts and it makes it easier for other people to find us and join our space. So if you haven't left a five-star review, I'd really appreciate it. And without further ado, let's just get right into it. Me and my boyfriend of four years live together. I do the laundry. I was doing laundry yesterday when I found a yard house receipt in the pocket of his jeans with a note. Disclaimer, he works at South Beach and after work, him and his coworkers will sometimes go for happy hour. When he does this, he always tells me in advance and texts me pretty much the whole time he's out. As a student, I don't mind it because I'll have the apartment to myself and I can study in complete silence and just be in my own zone. Yesterday, I found the receipt and it had a message that said, call me whenever, a phone number, and a little heart. My own heart fell out of my ass because it's quite obvious what this is. I confronted him immediately and he assured me that the waitress did in fact do that, but him and his coworkers laughed at it and he didn't take it seriously at all. In fact, he forgot about it, stating, don't you think if I wanted to text her, I would have hidden the note? He even showed me his phone and hadn't saved her number or anything. Then he asked me for the note, ripped it into a million pieces, basically, and flushed it down the toilet. We made up and haven't talked about it since, but I guess my question is, should I ask him not to go back to that restaurant? Would that be too much? <laughs> Honestly, I I don't know what got me more shook. The fact that the fact that he ripped it or the fact that he ripped it and also flushed it down the toilet. Like that's intense. Like <laughs> I mean, I think the garbage can would have been good, my friend. Like <laughs> why did you have to flush it down the toilet? Um so all in all, I think he kind of handled it pretty well. I mean, the fact that he said, look, I, it's, I've completely forgot about it and then flushed it down the toilet, I think is his way of providing you with a sense of security and providing you with almost a relief. It's a little aggressive, I'm not going to lie, but um, I mean, I think it's pretty evident that he kind of just wanted to remove any possibility of you assuming that something happened. So he showed you his phone and then he got rid of the note. Um and he probably forgot that it was in his pocket anyway. I mean, guys forget shit in their pocket all the time. Like I have I can't even tell you how many times I've washed an AirPod or like a $20 bill. Like guys forget shit in their pocket all the time. 
And I think this was just one of those things, you know? And again, I think that he was just trying to provide you with as much security as possible by telling you like, look, completely forgot about it, getting rid of it. I don't necessarily like that he said, um, don't you think that if I wanted to text her, I would have hidden the note? Um, because I, I, I don't like that just because I feel like if there was a possibility that he was overwhelmingly attracted to this woman, which is perfectly normal I mean we're human beings would he have hidden the note like would he does he have a tactic if and when that is um a situation that he finds himself in is what I mean I don't necessarily like that he said that um it would have been better if he said look nothing happened like and then and then showed you his phone and then got rid of it and kind of proved it to you that way I don't necessarily think he had to say that but I do think that some men are a little bit more aggressive in their communication style and they don't necessarily mean for it to come off that abrasive in every couple there's somebody who is oftentimes a bit more emotional than the other person and I think for those of us that are a bit emotional a comment like this can kind of send us into a spiral and can send us to overthink like me for for me I'm a bit of, I, I am an emotional partner and so for me that comment would have would have rubbed me the wrong way but the all-encompassing actions that he took by again getting rid of the note and then showing you his phone and then flushing it down the toilet I think is his own way of just giving you a sense of security you know um if him going back to that restaurant makes you uncomfortable then say it be like look you know I thought about it and there's a million restaurants on South Beach can you guys find somewhere else to go for happy hour? I'm cool with you going out for happy hour. I like that you go out for happy hour. Um, I like that you're close with your coworkers and you guys have fun after work, but I don't feel comfortable with you going back there because I don't, I obviously know what her intentions are and I just don't want you to find yourself in an uncomfortable position. That's all. I don't think it's too much. I really don't. I, I think that when you have somebody that is pursuing you, like that waitress pursuing him or or just like in your own experiences of being pursued um it could be a little bit overwhelming and you could find yourself like struggling to kind of maintain a boundary because the person is like a bit aggressive in their pursuit and it's not to say that your man can't establish a boundary he absolutely can i just think it would be better to wrap that shit up and then just not even go back there and just go to a new restaurant so I don't think it's too much. I think that the way you frame it, though, matters. Uh, you don't want to frame it in a way that makes him feel like you don't trust him or you don't feel, like, secure in the relationship. I would just say it like this. I would say, like, hey, super cool with you going out for happy hour. I just don't think you should go back there again. I just don't want you to find yourself in a position that makes you uncomfortable and makes me uncomfortable. Like, I would rather just kind of delete the uh, the possibility completely and there's so many restaurants for you to go to. I'm sure you guys will find one that you really like, but that one, I just don't feel comfortable. And that's it, you know? I think you have a good partner. When he tells you that he's going out, he texts you, you know, those are really good pros to have in the situation. All in all, though, I think that he handled it to the best of his ability a lot better than my ex would have handled it, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, I think I, th I don't think you have much. To, I don't think you have anything to worry about. You know, I do not think you have anything to worry about. Um, and when you're when you're ready to ask him that, just ask him not to go back there. And that's that. This next dilemma is a little bit long, so strap in. <laughs> 
How do I put my foot down when I still love him? I am a mother to my beautiful daughter who just turned one on December 1st. Her dad and I just separated on December 4th for the third time since we've been together. He's very good at packing his things and leaving, and when he leaves, he leaves me in survival mode. Before meeting him, I was well-off, independent, and I lived alone. I had my own home and a career that paid me very well. My credit was high 800s, and I never struggled with money or buying my own things. I didn't have to rely on anyone. I was the quote-unquote rich man I wanted. I think that he fell in love with the glamour life I could provide him. I wasn't very accessible to him or anybody in general because I'm very selective with who I let in. He and I matched on Chispa, a dating app, on June of 2020. We met in person August 2020. Our first date was a shit show. He took me to a liquor store, bought a bottle and some beers, and took me to a brewery. I stopped all communication with him for two months, but he sweet-talked his way back into my life. He saw the home that I lived in, the car that I drove, and saw that I didn't need anyone to help me. So it clicked in his head, okay, she lives in a nice home alone, which means she has to have a good job, and because her home is nice and she's young, she has her shit together. Well, little me fell for his sweet words and let him move in, and we were exclusive. No title. This man had told me that he had a mixer company, he had a new truck, behind on payments but I didn't know, and made it seem like he made so much money. Fast forward, we're together by November 2020, and he asks me to marry him April 2021. Then, he gets me pregnant in April. He said he wanted to do the whole parenting thing with me. Well, fast forward to me selling my home, moving out, and now I'm asking him to contribute, but guess what? He has horrible credit, he's behind on his truck payments, he's in debt, and still owes a lot of money on his ex-wife's ring. Girl, at this point, I'm pregnant, so I stayed and got us a place. Then, we move into our new place, and his his truck gets repoed. He asked me to help him get a truck. What do I do? Help him. Now, he's always two to three months behind on payments. Moral of the story, this man has ran me dry. He's always ready to pack his shit and leave my daughter and I. He plays the victim and makes me the bad guy. This man has cheated on me multiple times, including while I was pregnant and two months after giving birth to my little girl. And when he wants to come back into our lives, I cave in. All he does with his life is play video games. How do I put my foot down? I know he is no good for me, but how am I supposed to say no to the man that I'm so in love with? The man I had a child with. I know my story is everywhere and there's so much I left out, but if you have any questions, please ask away. I'm an open book. Wow. Wow. Um, oh my God. So listen, there is a huge part of you that knows that this is not going to work. There's a huge part of you that knows where his downfalls are. You are increasingly aware of what this man has fallen short on. You are aware of the actions he's taken against you. And a really big part of the reason why you stay is because you want to believe that you were not wrong about him. That the part of you that believes that he could be everything you want him to be is the part that's right. But this is why I talk about actions and how actions need to be the foundation of your reality not words 
not what you believe him to be or what you want him to be. The way somebody treats you is the reality. There's no exterior factors that can change that. So as much as you want to believe that that man could be everything and that there's potential there for him to show up for you and be a good partner and be a good um, father to your daughter, that is going to keep you tethered to a situation that will never change. He has repeatedly shown you who he is over and over and over again. Now, you mentioned something in the beginning where you say you weren't accessible and you were very, very um, picky with who you let in, right? That stems from a place of emotional unavailability. So you need to do a deep dive on where that stems from. Have you been hurt in the past before him, right? We're not talking about him. We're talking about that time in your life where you seemingly had everything put together. You had your home, you had your career, you had your life set up in a way that was so um, organized and cohesive to you, but you were picky with the people that you let in. And that can typically stem from previous relationships that haven't worked out and you've been hurt, friendships that have failed or friends that you haven't been able to keep around, family issues, issues with yourself. Things that stem from that tend to disallow us to let anybody in and then when and the people that we do let in we typically can recognize right away that they are not good enough for us but when we let people that when we are emotionally unavailable and we have experienced hurt in the past the people that we do allow in we tend to recognize that they are not up to our quality they're not on the same level as we are but we like it that way because we have control and if I can have people around me that are not as good as me then there is very little to no possibility that they can hurt me because I know I'm better than them but the problem with that right there is one you'll never ever ever create actual meaningful connections in your life You'll never establish connections that can elevate you and make you a better woman, a better person. And the people that you allow in your life have a very big influence on the trajectory of your life. So before you met him, you had your life together. You had all these beautiful assets. You had your life organized, clean, successful. And now look at where you stand, right? You're essentially de-escalating your life because of this man your life has now been derailed and if that right there is not evidence enough that you need to remove him for your from your life I don't know what is this man not only recognized you for everything that you had but he locked you down so that there was no possibility of you to escape at least in your mind you feel like you cannot escape But that's where you're wrong. You can escape that man. You can remove yourself from that energy and that life. Because now you're not only living for yourself, but you have to concern yourself with your daughter's quality of life. And if there is constant turmoil and chaos in your life, 
then there's constant turmoil and chaos in her life. Luckily for you, she's young enough to where she can't necessarily conceptualize, which is why I say that now is when you need to get away. This man has lied to you, disrespected you, treated you poorly, cheated on you, put your body at risk, put your mental health at risk. And you say, how do I put my foot down if I still love him? But this isn't a matter of love anymore. This is not a matter of love anymore. You can love that man from today to the day that you die. But the only person that you need to love more is yourself and your daughter. The only thing that matters right now is the logistics of it all. And sometimes we have to put the love that we have for somebody in a box, put that box away and focus on actually recognizing what's right in front of us. Love will sometimes blind us. There's a reason why there's a saying that when you're in love, you see life through rose-colored glasses. Those rose-colored glasses completely create an illusion they don't allow you to see things clearly and even when you do have an opportunity to see things clearly you yourself deny that reality you do it to yourself because you want to believe that there's potential here and now that you have a daughter you want to make this work you want to have a strong family unit who wouldn't but You can't have that with somebody who is a liar and a user and an emotional abuser. You can't have that. You can definitely have a family unit without somebody like that. Absolutely. Your daughter deserves to see you for the successes that you've had in your life. Your daughter deserves to see you for the woman that you really are. You're a hard worker. You're, you have vision. You have drive. You have motivation. You have all these incredible things about you and your daughter deserves to see that. You deserve to see that. I'm going to tell you a saying and it's going to apply to this very, very easily. Okay. When you want to boil a frog, You don't throw the frog in already boiling water because the frog is going to jump out and run away and escape. Instead, what you do is you put the frog in regular water, room temperature water, and you slowly increase the temperature. By the time that water gets to a boil, the frog is not going to go anywhere because it's already used to the temperature. It's gotten used to the temperature over time and that is the same way with people that take you for all that you've got manipulate you and emotionally abuse you drain you drag you around that's what they do from the very first date this man showed you who he was no woman especially a woman of your caliber doesn't deserve to get taken to a liquor store But slowly and very meticulously, he got to know you. He got to know your sweet spots. And now we're here. You cannot change the past. But you have every reason and every power in the world to change your future. And you need to start by putting your foot down. This is not a matter of love anymore. It doesn't matter if you love him. I'm speaking to you as a friend. It does not matter if 
you love him. You got to love yourself more. Love gets thrown out the window when it is replaced with continuous disrespect, manipulation, and emotional abuse. At that point, it doesn't matter whether or not you love that person. Love has nothing to do with this anymore. We're strictly talking about respect. He has none for you. And the only thing that you can do now to change the trajectory that you're on is to remove him from your life. Putting your foot down will no longer matter to somebody that has shown themselves to you over and over again. And I don't want you to take his actions against you personally because that is who he is. He was like that before you and he will be like this after you. To still be paying off the ring of his ex-girlfriend, who who on earth knows how that relationship ended? Because I'm sure he gave you tremendo cuento. Like, you know, and so... This is not a personal vendetta against you and I want you to recognize that because the sooner you can recognize that his actions against you aren't personal, the sooner you can recognize that that is just who he is. And when you can recognize who he is, you'll stop giving him the benefit of the doubt. You'll stop putting all this hope into the potential of what he could be. The sooner you recognize that that is who he is to his core is the sooner you will release the chains that keep you tied to somebody who you want to believe is actually good, but isn't. And I'm going to tell you my favorite quote, which is, a man that leaves you once is a man that will always leave. A man that leaves you once is a man that will always leave. This man has left you three times and he comes back because he knows that you're going to take him back. He comes back because he knows that you'll believe whatever story he tells you. And I think that whether or not you love him, I don't necessarily think that that goes into you taking him back. I think that I've been in your shoes before and I think that I took my ex every time he came back because I wanted to believe that we could be what we were on our good days. Like when we had good days, I thought, this is why we're here. So when we are, whenever we had our bad days, I just wanted to get back to that good place. I just wanted to believe that every mistake he made would be followed by redemption into a relationship that I felt in my heart was a possibility. But that deceived me so many times, so many times. Your your inability to see somebody at face value will always leave you disappointed and scarred. People's actions against you say more about them than any words that come out of their mouth. So as much as you want to believe that there's potential there, this man has shown you who he is from the very beginning. And the only person that refuses to see it is you you know who you were before him and that right there is an advantage because that is who you could be after him and i know that it's difficult because now you have a child involved but 
it is more difficult to co-parent with somebody like that that is constantly thinking the the grass is greener on the other side constantly causing turmoil in your life disallowing you to establish peace that's harder you can rebuild your life if i were you i would remove him from my life immediately immediately and that's gonna be hard because he's gonna manipulate you he's gonna try everything in the book to manipulate you you are his lifeline without you he is nothing and he knows that which is why he has broken you down and torn you down and taken you for everything that you have but it has to be the last time you have to draw a lot a line in the sand you have to say enough is enough the more love you pour into somebody that disrespects you the less love you have for yourself and at the end of it all you'll look at yourself in the mirror and you won't even recognize the reflection looking back at you so make a change today and remove that man out of your life for the sake of your future for the sake of your daughter and for the sake of yourself there's nothing else here to discover right there's nothing else here to you know to think oh what could have been and what could i've done you've done everything you can walk away from this relationship with your hands clean yeah you'll have a broken heart but your hands will be clean you'll know that you did everything right in that relationship or everything you could have done you were faithful you were loyal you were a good mom you are a good mom you put yourself uh, in a position to provide for the both of you like you did everything so now you can walk away and while your heart may be broken and you'll have to go on a, on a healing journey, I'm speaking from the other side. It is the most incredible thing. You can build a respectable plan that allows you to co-parent. You, you, you can. You can. You can lawyer up and you can build an action plan uh, regarding the co-parenting situation. But all in all, you cannot be your best self And you cannot show up for yourself in the ways that you need by surrounding yourself with this energy. So I wish you the best on this journey. I think you know what you need to do. I think you know what needs to be done. But you need to build the courage to do it. And the only person that can do it is you. So much love. I wish you the best of luck on that journey. I believe that you can get over this. I believe that you can do what's right for yourself and your daughter. And um, keep me posted. I want to close this episode by emphasizing energy and specifically the male energy that you allow into your life, assuming that we're all women here. Um, I want to make a very real and impactful statement. And that statement is, as women, we range differently, all of us, of course. Um, But as women, we are typically more Uh, of an empath so we feel the energy around us and we have this innate ability to have a grand sense of self and a really strong intuition and because we are so um because we are so strong and because we are so rooted in in our divine um beings and what we were put on this earth to do um we tend to be a lot more empathetic we tend to feel energy around us 
When I tell you that the male energy that you allow in your life is crucial to your existence, I cannot emphasize that more. I cannot, I cannot articulate that any better than saying the male energy that you allow into your life has a huge impact on you as a woman. So take inventory of the type of male attention that you allow in your life, the male friendships that you allow in your life, the male uh, relationships that you allow in your life, the male figures that are in your life as far as family goes. Because men have a very natural ability to either uplift us or completely dehumanize us and like erode everything that makes us who we are and of course this goes across the board like the energy in general that you allow into your life like the friendships and 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 i and friendships can mean you know both women too you know but i mean specifically in the or in the area of male figures in your life if you have respectful genuine honest men in your life it's just gonna add value to your life it's just gonna add beautiful energy to your already beautiful life but the second you allow a nasty disrespectful little man in your life it will infect every area of your energy I'm so serious, guys. I don't know what it is, and I'm going to do some research on it because when it comes to friendships, like as women, when another woman does us wrong in a friendship, it's very easy for us to walk away and say, you know what? She's a bad friend, and I'm, I'm good to go. I'm good on it. You know, like I'm, I'm going to walk away. But why is it that we allow men to disrespect us, dehumanize us, manipulate us, abuse us, why do we do that and i think it's and i and i genuinely believe that it's because the energies that male carry wait the energies that males carry are deeply influential you know and i hope that you don't take that the wrong way i'm just saying that like when you allow like a bad a bad male relative in your life or like a bad male friend or a bad man to have intimate relationships with like that can derail your life like it really truly can so please start being aware with the type of male attention and relationships that you allow in your life because whether or not you believe it it does affect you so take that do with that what you will and um yeah, that concludes uh, this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to catching you guys in the next one. We do have a bonus episode this week and that will be up tomorrow. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening again. I love what I do. I love this podcast. I love doing this for you guys and um, I love hearing your feedback. So I hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.